And I think that a lot of people really have a hard time stepping into their expertise. Like that's a big thing I hear from my clients is, I'm not an expert, why would anybody hire me? And the reality is we're all experts at something, right? So you have to own your expertise. So, you know, I think every woman in America or in the world really has a skill that they take for granted that Mm -hmm. they could monetize if they wanted to monetize it. And that was my test. I wanted to see if I had this skill, decorating was my hobby, can I monetize it? And I did. I monetized it very, very quickly and it worked beautifully. So I literally just proved to myself that I could do it. And then once I did that, I was able to step into my expertise. Change careers, break into new industries, transition into new roles. Reinvent yourself and make the dent you want. This is the Second Breaks podcast. And now, here's your host and fellow second breaker, Lou Blazer. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is episode 37 of the Second Breaks podcast. And it is Monday, February 5th, 2018, as I record this episode. You know, I just wanted to share with you that I've been uh, receiving actually quite a bit of emails following episodes 33 and 34. Episodes 33 was with Alice Smith, where we talked about Alice's career journey and how she was in a state of career limbo for a long time and how she eventually got out of that phase. And then episode 34 was with Ashley Kennedy, where we talked about Ashley's transition from a career in banking and finance to opening and running a boutique store in Amelia Island, Florida. And in that episode, in episode 34, she shared not only how she prepared for that, you know, big transition, but also how she managed the fears and the self-doubts that came with such a big career change. Um, based on the feedback that I've been receiving, those two episodes resonated with you and many of the listeners. And I'm so thankful for the emails that I've received about it. You know, I enjoy doing these interviews and, and you know, really producing these episodes, but it can sometimes be like a one-way conversation. And so I'm always very thrilled when I get a comment or a follow-up question or, you know, even just a simple hello from you. It tells me that You know, someone's listening and the podcast is finding you. So if you ever have any questions or just want to share your thoughts about any of the topics that we cover here on the podcast, just tweet me at Second Breaks, or you can reach me on Facebook. Second Breaks is on Facebook. Or send me an email, lou at secondbreaks.com. It would be awesome, really awesome to hear from you. Today, my guest is Jessica Barnack, who's made several career pivots in her professional life. And in this episode, she shared those transitions with us. Today, Jessica is a business coach, but her career started with a degree in human development and as a social worker for mentally ill prison inmates in Texas. So, you know, interesting shift, right? So, but um, there were many steps along the way. So in this episode, she talks about the changes that happened along the way, how they were triggered or what initiated each of those transitions, right? From motherhood to a desire to do something different, to rebounding from a business that burnt, like literally burnt to the ground from, you know, her two daughters being diagnosed back to back 
with a terminal illness and, you know, a drive to experiment and to prove something to herself. What sticks out for me in my conversation with Jessica is how her self-awareness provides the guiding light in her decisions. And I think it's this, you know, level of self-awareness that allows her to make huge direction-shifting decisions. There's also a sense of experimentation and putting herself out there to test and to see what could happen that uh, comes across when you hear her story. So I think you'll find Jessica's story motivating. And if you have any comments, feedback, or questions about today's topic, do ping me on Twitter, on Facebook, or send me a note. Again, lou at secondbreaks.com. So let me transition to my chat with Jessica, and we'll catch up at the back end. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to Second Breaks. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. You know, you have such a rich career story. I was looking at your LinkedIn profile the other day and, you know, from a degree in human development to running a photography company to interior decoration. And then if I'm not mistaken, uh, you have made a recent pivot again. So I was wondering, Jessica, maybe if you wouldn't mind giving us the highlights of your backstory, what drove the changes generally and uh, how did they happen? How did you make them happen? Yeah, well, I, um, I, I have a degree in human development from Penn State. Um, I was one of those kids who didn't know what I wanted to do, so I picked a major <laughs> at random that I thought would be interesting. And when I left college, I became a, a social worker for mentally ill prison inmates. And I worked in the Texas prison system for four years and uh, in Texas with my husband. He was transferred there right out of college. And when we moved again, he was transferred again. Um, I had my, I was 27. I had my first daughter and I didn't want to go back to work. I was like so many women who just couldn't bear to stay away from their children. And so I actually went back for two days and I came home and I told my husband, I said, I quit my job today. We'll figure it out. So that was un unplanned. Unplanned, just for, I just couldn't stand it. So I quit my job and I was like, what am I going to do? And my husband, God love him said, well, you know, people ask you to take pictures all the time. Why don't you just start charging them? And that was my light bulb moment. I was like, why can't I? Why can't I write that story and change the narrative? So in that moment, I said, I'm going to start a photography business. And I did. I There was no doubt. I just plunged ahead. And eight years later, I was running a multiple six-figure portrait studio in, in Hocas in Delaware. How fantastic. Yes. So we're in 2007 and it was the day before Thanksgiving and I got a phone call from my landlord who, you know, owned the building of, that I was renting and he told me that the building had burned down. And I, in that moment, lost my entire business. I lost orders, equipment, computers. I lost my business. Fast forward one week from that moment and I received a phone call from the children's hospital telling me that my two-year-old daughter was diagnosed with terminal cystic fibrosis. Oh my goodness. So studio burns, daughter's diagnosed with a terminal illness. Fast forward three months from there, and I find out that my second daughter, Alyssa, also diagnosed with terminal cystic fibrosis. So you can imagine in 90 days, I found out that I had lost my business and I was going to outlive my children by a lot. So world comes crumbling down around me. And I managed in that time to you know, pick myself up by my bootstraps and rebuild my studio. And 
I was sitting in my studio one day and I called my husband and I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I don't even know who I am. I, I need to not do this. This cannot be my life. I miss my kids. I feel overworked. I said, I want to move. <laughs> and he said, um, what now? <laughs> and because we had just purchased a house and he was just like shocked just as I was. I said, I, I feel like I don't even know who I am. I can't, I can't be in this. And so I, he was appeasing me, but he called me back one hour later. And this is the moment when I saw the universe working for me in like bright, bold letters in front of me. He said, you're not going to believe this, but my boss said, there's a job for me to like 10 minutes from where my parents live and I can start in two weeks. And so fast forward a month later, I had closed my studio. We had moved to the Poconos and I was on a new mission to figure out what I wanted to do next. So I knew that in my studio, I did not want to go back to photography. So I knew what I loved about my business was the business. I loved building it and creating those relationships and the, the packages and the marketing and all of the stuff that built the business. Mm -hmm. So, but I didn't trust myself to be able to do it for anyone else. So in that moment, I decided I was going to create a business from nothing. I was going to see if I could take a skill and create a six figure business from absolutely nothing but a hobby. So I had a hobby of interior decorating. And within eight months, I built a six figure business from it. And I proved to myself that I am a hell of a good coach and I know what I'm doing. And so that formed my current coaching business. I, I have to like pick up my jaw from the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a story. It's quite a story. Oh my goodness. So let me just maybe go back a little bit and unpack. Mm -hmm. So the, the first initial um, decision or change that you made from, I guess at that point you were a social worker, not, I guess you were a social worker and you decided that you didn't want to do that anymore. At that point, you didn't know what you were going to do, just that you didn't want to do that anymore. Right? Yeah. At, at that point, I was just saying this, I know this doesn't feel right. And, and I've always been one to trust my gut. Like if it doesn't feel right, I don't do it. So I knew in that moment, this wasn't feeling right. And that something better was going to come down the pipe. And I was just patient enough for it to manifest itself and present itself to me. Did you immediately uh, start becoming a freelance photographer or did you um, become employed as a photographer? Because I think that switch from being a, an employed person to becoming a freelancer or running your own business is a big switch, right? How did you it do is. it? Yeah, I... You know what? I'm a jumper. <laughs> I'm not, um, I don't do things halfway. So in that moment, when I, I quit my job, I think it was less than a week later, I was calling all my friends and family saying, Hey, I'm starting a new business. Do you need pictures? And I just went, I watched every video I could. I read every book I could. I talked to every photographer I knew. I just garnered information wherever I could find it. I was a sponge in that, that time. My mom is an amazing graphic designer. I sat with her for hours and she taught me Photoshop. Like I, I made it my mission to be the best photographer I could be as quickly as I could make it happen. I love that story, especially because... You know, of course, business coaches tell you is that when you're starting, uh, you know, just tell people what you're doing next, the new thing that you're doing and ask for recommendations. Tell them this is kind of what I'm doing now. And uh, do you know anybody who, you know, and this is exactly what you did 
but it is so hard sometimes to imagine. I, I had a hard time doing that, but that is exactly just what you did. That was fantastic. Well, you know, I've actually done it three times now. I did it for photography. I did it for interiors and I did it for business coaching. And I feel like people don't do it because it's scary because you're afraid people are going to say, what are you doing now? Like what version of you are we on? And, and it's weird to think about what people think of you. And Fortunately, I've never really had a problem with self-esteem. I really don't care what other people think of me. I live life on my own terms and I always have. And, you know, I just went for it. But now I see in my clients, they really struggle with taking that leap. And even with making um, a Facebook Live video, for example, a lot of people are really afraid of it because of what other people will think of what they are doing or how they look or how they sound. And what people need to realize is that, you know, people hire people, right? So if you go put yourself out there and you say, this is who I am, this is what I'm about, you're going to repel the people who don't resonate with you and you're going to make space for the ones who need you. And that's the core message there. That's great. And so you built that photography business from scratch. Uh, and so it was a, um, you know, a healthy business and then disaster happens, it burns down and and then one bad news after the, the, the next and then your kids. How, where do you get the, where do you even get the, the wherewithal, to, you know, the stamina? You know, um, I've just always put one foot in front of the other. And I, I, I don't consider myself to be a religious person per se, but I consider myself to be a very spiritual person. I believe that everything happens for a reason. And in my life, anytime something happens like that, I always take a step back and I'm like, okay, there's a reason this is happening. There's a bigger purpose here. If I can just disconnect myself from the outcome of this and look at it objectively, then I can usually come to terms with it and grasp it a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you that when my kids were both diagnosed, I, we fell apart. Like I almost lost my marriage. I, I lost like 20 pounds. Like I was really not in a good place. But then I picked myself back up because I, I didn't want to be that mother for my children. Mm. And I've always had this philosophy where I will always ask myself, here's what I want to do. Here's who, here's what I, I want to achieve. This is my goal. What kind of person do I need to become in order to achieve that goal? And that's what I did when I knew I wanted to shut my studio down. I said, okay, I want to move. I want to be a better mother. I want to be a better spiritual person. I want to be a better friend, a better daughter. What changes do I need to make in order to make that happen? And one of the biggest changes was for me to let go of the business that was draining me and wasn't sitting well with my soul anymore. Mm -hmm. So was it partly the decision to switch uh, fields to interior design, interior decorating? Is it uh, partly to make space for you know the time that you're needing to spend with the kids to uh, spend less time with the business was that partly it or yes so when i decided to become an interior decorator it was literally to see if i could build a business but one of my my rules was the business has to be done during school hours and it cannot require any more of me than the time my children are in school if it requires more of me than that then it's a no go so I built a virtual business. I was interior decorating for people via, via Skype and renderings. I never met them in person. I did it all online through video chat and email. This is fantastic. So just a couple of things there. You know, we hear this all the time where you're supposed to build 
um, build a career around your life, not the other way around, right? So, yep. and which is, you, I think your your story is a perfect example of this is the life I need to build. This is the life I want to build. And so the career has to fit that. Whatever it is it does. has to fit that instead of the other way around, which is just a perfect example for you know Jessica thank you for sharing that but then the other thing that I was curious about because you mentioned that you were a virtual uh interior designer was that um and I'm not familiar with the field Jessica but is that common or did you create this for yourself um it's it's become a lot more common now um I was when I started that I was one of a few they call them e-designers now or virtual design yeah um, but when I started it, I was one of a handful. So it was kind of a new field. I, I thought at the time I was carving my own path. And then, you know, my bubble burst when I saw other people doing it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I was just trying to find my own way. I didn't really care what other people were up to. It was very flattering when I was copied. My, you know, like people were doing what I was doing. And I was like, this is amazing. This means my, my plan, my test, it worked. I was able to create something. Did you say Did you say that you did it again, similar to what you did when you were uh, starting the photography business? You just called around people that you know and said, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying now. I remember the night I was sitting in my bed with my laptop and my husband was away on a business trip and it was like 1130 at night. I made a post on Facebook. I said, hey, here's a sample of a rendering I did for my own living room. Does anybody need this for their house? And I had like 86 comments and within three days I had 10 new clients and I was charging like 99 bucks and within eight months I was charging $1,500 for the same service. So I just, I'm one, I just jump, I put it out there. I'm like, here's what I'm doing now. Who needs this? Because I can help you. And I think there's a bit of confidence that comes in that. Like, I think you have to be confident enough to say, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. You need to hire me now. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I, I was I'm just going to say this, Jessica, that if I wasn't talking to you and if I was just reading this, like if I didn't know you and I was just reading this and I'm going to go, oh, OK, this is one of those stories again that somehow somebody has an idea. And then in two weeks time, it's a it's a business that's alive. But, you know, it's just really putting yourself out there. Right. And co the confidence thing that you said also. And. And maybe just a little bit of um, detaching yourself from the outcome, because I know for me that's part of, part of the reason why I, I hesitate putting myself quote unquote out there, or just making that question like, is, does anybody would anybody be interested? Is that there is an attachment to the response that you're going to get, right? Right, right. Well, there's a fear there of will anybody hire me? Will anybody say yes? And if they don't say yes, you just have to trust that if they don't say yes, it's it's this or something better. Right. You know, if it's not happening, that means something else is coming down the pipeline for you. You just need to be patient. And I think that a lot of people really have a hard time stepping into their expertise. Like that's a big thing I hear from my clients is I'm not an expert. Why would anybody hire me? And the reality is we're all experts at something, right? So you have to own your expertise. I was not an expert at interior decorating. I was really good at it for myself and my friends. And I knew enough that I was ready to test the waters. Over time, I became really, really good at it. Mm -hmm. And I just stepped into that. And I feel like you won't make forward progress until you step into your own expertise and accept yourself for the amazing person you are. Nobody else will hire you if you can't hire yourself. Exactly. So were you able to keep to your um intention, which is, I just want to build a business that is within these hours when my kids are in school. Were you able to maintain that? A hundred percent. Yes. Um, 
I, I, that was one of my, my hard and fast, like rules. I did not work when they were home. I did not work when they were sleeping. I only worked when they were in school and it worked beautifully, beautifully. Now offline, before I hit record, you said to me, um, that, it was sort of the, the interior design is somewhat of a stepping stone because what you really wanted to become or you really wanted to try business coaching. Could you talk a little bit about that and how that transpired? Well, I didn't trust myself. Like I, I trusted my design skills. I trusted my photography skills, but I was in that place where I did not trust my business skills. I needed to prove to myself that I could build a business from nothing. And so the interior design business was my test run uh, to see if I could build a six-figure business in under a year from nothing but somebody's skill. So, you know, I think every woman in America or in the world really has a skill that they take for granted mm -hmm. that they could monetize if they wanted to monetize it. And that was my test. I wanted to see if I had this skill, decorating was my hobby, can I monetize it? And I did. I monetized it very, very quickly and it worked beautifully. So I literally just proved to myself that I could do it. And then once I did that, I was able to step into my expertise. And a few years ago, I said, hey, guess what? I'm a business coach now. Who needs help? And I did the same thing. <laughs> so what do you do now? So the, the photography business is closed for real, for good. You shut that yep. down. You didn't reopen it That's been it gone anymore. for a while. And are you still doing the interior design or are you full-time business coaching now? So what is... Yep. I am a full-time business coach now. I work with um, businesses or I work with people who aren't necessarily already in business or are new to business who want to create coaching, the coaching programs or a signature program, or they want to put out a course. And I help them, I help them cut out the noise and hone in on what they need to say and who they need to say it to. And essentially I help them simplify it because marketing now is so complicated and it's so noisy. Um, coaches, I feel like their business should be focused on people and the marketing, the social media, it takes the focus off of the people. And so I put the focus back on the people by simplifying it for them, giving them the most direct path to their profit while still putting the people first, essentially. That's what I do. Gotcha. And do you do this one-on-one -on -one or through groups or workshops or how do you deliver your services? Yeah. So it's all virtual. I work with clients um, this morning. I, I use a program called Zoom and I do video chat with one-on-one -on -one clients. And then I also have group coaching programs where there's many people in the group at once and I teach kind of like workshop style. And, um, and then I am releasing a course in the next couple of months. So cross your fingers, that goes well. I will probably just say, hey, look, I have a course who wants to buy it. <laughs> Hello, my friend. Just a brief note about Second Breaks, the parent website, and the company that hosts this podcast. Second Breaks is a career pivot design and strategy firm. Our mission is to help you thrive in your work and reach your highest potential. We do this through one-on-one -on -one projects and online workshops held throughout the year. We believe that in this fast-changing world, successfully navigating a career pivot is a must-have skill. But if you've never done it before, it can be frustrating, confusing, and anxiety-inducing. And because of this, so many people end up being stuck instead of pursuing what they want to do. And being stuck is the world problem that we've chosen to solve. Listen, you don't have to do it alone. We would love to be your partner in your pursuit of your highest potential. So visit us at secondbreaks.com. 
check out services and workshops and explore how we can support you. So I was wondering, Jessica, just kind of looking back and uh, sort of like reflecting on all these changes that you've made. What do you think helped you the most during, well, first of all, uh, if you would mind sharing sort of like the major challenges uh, that you faced during those transitions, and then also kind of what helped you the most? Yeah. So personally, the challenges were, you know, when my daughters were diagnosed, when my studio burned down and my daughters were diagnosed, personally, the challenges were getting past that block of this doesn't define who we are mm. and learning that, that something that big in your life, you give it the time it does, it requires and nothing more. Like you don't dwell on it. You don't spend time getting sad over it. You give it what it needs and then you move on and live your life. That's the, that was the biggest challenge for me. And when I, when I moved past that and I realized that I was giving it more than it needed. And, I, and when I stopped doing that, I, I was a different person. And that was the catalyst for me to call my husband that day and say, I, this is not working for me. Um, Business-wise, with my photography studio and even the design studio, you know, there's a lot to learn, right? Like, I feel like a lot of businesses get started without the education. They don't give themselves that learning phase. Um, I was not charging right away. You know, I was learning. I was practicing. I was, I was honing my skills. And I feel like a lot of businesses don't do that now. They don't hone their skills skills before they start charging. And so I spent a lot of time just kind of like razor laser focusing on what I wanted to do and getting really good at it. Um, as far as tools that have helped me, um, you know, I'm big into meditation. I will say that's a huge tool for me. I meditate every day and it, it shuts out the noise for me. It, it makes me realize what my priorities are. It reminds me of where my breath is and all of that stuff. I just, it helps me get centered every day. And then, um, I would say another tool, if you call it a tool, would be having people around me who are on the journey with me, but doing better than me. So mm. I like to surround myself with people who are one or two steps ahead of me because it pushes me to be better than I am now. That's perfect. Um, so I suppose you, you weren't, uh, you don't have a tendency to, to do comparisonitis. Not usually. I do. I mean, I, I'm human, right? Like, I feel like we do have comparisonitis, but I try not to. Um, even with my business coaching, I don't look at other websites. I don't download freebies. I don't do any of that stuff. I have tuned into the occasional webinar, but um, I try not to compare myself because, you know, I really believe that we can carve our own path, right? Like people will hire us for who we are and it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Jessica, just curious. So when you were studying human, uh, human development, was it, the, uh, that's the degree, right? Human development and family studies. I think, did you yep. ever, did you ever think I'm going to be a business person? Oh God, no, <laughs> God, no. I thought, you know what, in college, I don't know what I thought. I was so young and dumb. Like, I don't even know. I don't know. I, I don't know how I got up in the morning. Like, <laughs> like I was a hot mess in college. I had no clue this was coming down the pipeline for me, but I think that just speaks to, I've always been one who goes with the flow. I'm just like, whatever the day brings me, it brings me. And I'm just going to, I call them divine breadcrumbs. Whatever the divine breadcrumbs are in front of me, I follow them. And it's usually a great way to live your life. You know, just follow the tiny little signs that are in front of you every day and you will get to your destination. So what do you think, if there is anything that you can say, you know what, 
I learned this about myself through all these transitions and and hoops that I've had to jump through. This is one thing that I now know about myself. What would you say? I would say that the biggest change for me came when I realized that I don't have to live my life like everyone else. I get to pick my path. I get to say what I want. I get to say how I want it. I get to design my life. And when I when I stopped comparing myself and I stopped trying to be and live in someone else's life, my life opened up. And I would say that, you know, you don't have to live your life like everyone else. You get to live your life how you want to live it. And so I would suggest that people turn within and, and quiet your mind and ask yourself, what do you want? Like, truly, what do you want? Not what does everybody else want, but what do you want? And the answer might surprise you. You know what? It's I was talking to someone about that the other day or a couple months ago, I should say. And she was telling me something how sometimes it's hard, actually, when you when you're not used to asking yourself that question, because what you think you want isn't actually what you want. It's it's the you know, it's other messages that have already been planted there for a long time. So you say this is what I want, but it's actually not. So you actually have to ask yourself that question a few times to be sure that the way that you're answering it is really coming from within and not. Yes. You know, know, I have a client and she's very intuitive person. And she just said on our call this morning, actually, she said, when I ask the question and I tune into my mind and I say, here's my question, what's the answer? She goes, I have to hear the answer three times before I believe it. And I think that's true. Like you have to hear the answer three times before it's truly what you really want. And I feel like a lot of women today don't know what they want because we're so inundated with messages from people that we follow and idolize that we want what they have, but we don't realize that we don't have to have it in exactly that way. We can have it in a way that works for our hearts and our life and around our journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, two more questions, Jessica, if you don't mind. One is, is there a book, fiction, nonfiction, that has made an impact on you that you could recommend? Yes. So I love the book. It's called Outrageous Openness. And it's by an author named Tasha Silver. And it talks about just being open to what your journey is about. It talks about just releasing the outcome, releasing the need to control everything and just being open to what you're about to receive. And then I, there's another book that I love and it changes your mindset around money because I feel like that's a big block for people too. Um, and it's called you are a badass at making money by Jen Sincero. And it's a great book and it really gets your money mindset in, in a good place really quickly. Good. Excellent. Thank you. And then final question, Jessica, um, where can people find you online? My website is just my name, Jessica Barnack, B-A-R-N-A-K.com. And we'll find, uh, oh, no, because uh, you're only doing business coaching now. So that's that's basically it. You don't have, it's not it. related to the other, to the interior design, right? Gotcha. Perfect. Well, this has been fantastic, Jessica. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I love your energy. You're just a cute little bundle of joy. Thank you. That's a wrap for today's episode, my friends. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find the show notes plus links to other relevant resources at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 37. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for the Pivot Essentials. That is your guide to uh, preparing for your career pivots in this fast-changing world. You can download past episodes of this podcast and subscribe in Apple Podcasts or Google Play. And if you enjoyed what you heard, I appreciate your review and recommendation because 
It helps me reach career professionals looking to make a move and can benefit from this show. You can simply go to secondbreaks.com forward slash review and that link will take you directly to iTunes where you can leave your feedback. Thank you so much. I'll be back next week with a new guest to inspire you and to get your ideas flowing, to motivate you to start planning or at least to start thinking about your next career move. Till then, keep on making your dent, my friends. Cool beans. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. 